Hello, you're very welcome here to Purple Psychology Podcast. You're here with Melanie Hoskin and we're talking to Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. Hello. We're on episode 61. Yes. Nisha, today we're, we're talking about profiling children. Yes. This is, I suppose, something I've been reluctant to talk about in the past, but mm. it's a big part of what I do, mm. which I think you realised recently. Mm. Mm. I kind of rea- realised the value of actually profiling children which I had never thought about before um, and I'd never thought about you profiling young children I'd always thought about kind of secondary school children or whatnot. Um, what's the ben- what is the benefit of, of profiling your children? Well the youngest I've done it is uh, probably down to 18 months um, and usually the reasons I've done it in the past have been that there's been in a behavioural difficulty Mm. or that people haven't been learning to speak or that they haven't been getting on with their siblings or that there's something like that that going on in the background Um, or that their sleeping patterns have been way off um, and that Mm. they've been hugely controlling in the household or the families haven't been able to go out to public spaces they find it really difficult to go to the supermarket or go out for a family meal and all those sorts of dynamics so I think parents are a bit surprised that when I work with young children that a big part of the report that they get back from me is actually a profile of their kids and where their strengths and weaknesses are, why they're being set off by certain things, how the whole environment in the house needs to change. Um, lots of subtle, small little changes. I always describe it like as a five-pronged attack. But it's but certainly for, for everybody I work with, the profile matters, but I think it matters even more so for the younger kids because I think there's a sense also of having a crystal ball and telling people what sort of... Um, interests they're going to have and what sort of activities they'll enjoy like I end up having quite random conversations sometimes with my hairdresser where she describes her kids to me and I tell them what activities they should be taking up and and you know and she's realizes that her kids are all very different and Mm. maybe she hasn't worked out what this one's into because he's not into football like some of the others have been so he's not as easy to find what his thing is um, so there's big, um, you know, and if you can develop kids' interests, then you mm. really you're quite often developing a career path because you you should do things that you like and that you enjoy and that you're good at. And the younger you start them, the more likely you are to head in the right direction. And I suppose every parent wants their children to be happy and and healthy and interactive and enjoying their lives. Do you find a lot of parents um, don't get their kids? Yeah, there's a big part of that, or. They don't always know the right or the wrong things to do. They they don't mm. understand the effects sometimes of their language patterns in certain children. Like some mm. personalities can have a really literal sense of language and they can really take everything the wrong way. Or they don't understand that communication is a big part of why um, people are struggling in the household and why, mm. why people are clashing. And they don't understand that the effects of... Um, sleep patterns will make someone really narky and make it so that they're not able to concentrate and then that they're going to be really reactive the next day Mm. or they don't understand why you know we're in the summer holidays now they don't understand why the car journey really affects some people Mm. and they don't understand very simple things that they can do so that that child doesn't go around the twist and so like Mm. I, I was being spending a bit of time on trains recently and I was on a train and it was a two and a half hour journey and I watched a family with three small children and one of them got really reactive and really kind of claustrophobic and they were playing an iPad out loud. And it was fairly obvious to me that of the three children, that one just didn't want any more noise. 
but that wasn't considered at all. And so her way of reacting was to start picking a fight with them, with the other two two mm. siblings, rather than actually deal with the fact that I just don't want to listen to the iPad any longer. Mm. Do you think that, that a lot of parents don't take into account that their children may have uh, different personality types and, and they compare the children to each other and expect a, a more linear kind of um, personality type or, or, or parenting strategy? Yeah, I, I'm not sure that all parents realise that. I think if their kids are similar to them, they find it easier to relate. Or if they're similar to the kids that they've had before, that they're kind of like, okay, this is this. But when somebody comes along that's a bit different, and what I often find, actually, it's quite funny, one end of talking to them, end up pointing out to them that possibly that personality skipped a generation and that they're more like um, an aunt or an uncle or a grandparent. Okay. And so there is somebody in the family that they do align with, but they just haven't thought about that before. But it's funny, when you start talking about where their strengths are, the possible things that they might be good at or they might enjoy, they'll go, oh, yeah, so-and-so was really into that. Mm -hmm. and my grandfather was an architect. or you know, So you do find it within the family, but you not, might not find it directly within the family unit. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that it makes a big difference for, for parents to start to think about that. And do you, do you think that um, when there are different personality types among children... Uh, and there, there's uh, World War Three happening in the house. Are, are there personality types um, that really kind of crash off each other, that really... Yeah, and, and basically what happens is when what I'm interested in, and I suppose my, my difficulty with this, is that I don't want... Um, a personality to just be a box that you go into. Mm, mm. Um, a lot of the ways like that employers are using that mm. personality testing within companies. I'm not interested in what box you go into. I'm interested in the elements that you need to be balanced. And so what happens is, is if you're really out of balance, for whatever reason, and your tolerance levels will be much lower, and there's a lot of like simple strategies that you can build up. Mm. And some kids will need to have a lot of stimulus all going on at the same time, and some people will need to do things one by one. You know, mm. a, a one thing at a time, mm. and they can't cope with that overload. And sometimes the people that are that seem really overloaded actually need more going on. It can be it can be a bit of a contradiction, mm. and so you can end up with these big clashes in the household. And what I'm really interested in is that people and and families don't realise the drain that has on them, and they don't like nearly everybody works. They're tired. Mm. They maybe haven't got to spend that much time with their children during the week. They suddenly have them at the weekends and they're kind of like, I don't want to row. I just want to go out for a cup mm. of coffee. I just want to go to the beach and I just mm. want to go to the playground. I just want to go to the zoo. I just want us to have a nice family mm. time together. And suddenly they can't quite manage that. Mm. And the same, like you're, you watch people now during the summer holidays here. Mm. And, uh, and they really don't know how to deal with it. They don't know how to deal with the, the tiredness and the rattiness and what's needed here. And it can be something very simple that's needed to change. Okay. Um, it, it can't be any fun for the kids either. No, and they, half the time they don't even realise why they're unhappy. Yeah. They're just... They're just and you get into a situation very quickly with children too. Um, 
all, all, nearly all personalities and all children require attention in mm. some way. And what you, it's very easy to end up in a negative spiral that any attention is better than no attention. Mm. So you will find kids sparring off people to get that attention. And even if it's negative attention, it's mm. kind of like, right, well, you haven't given me any attention, so I'll punch my brother. That's guaranteed I'll get attention now. Okay, so you know, whether it's negative attention or... Yeah, it, it, they mm. really don't. It doesn't matter. And so mm. that's one of the biggest patterns. I suppose the two biggest patterns I see... Um, revolve around attention and also control. Control is a very interesting mindset. And I suppose that brings me to the next point, which I'm probably going to end up rocking the boat about this fairly soon. Um, I think that a lot of personality testing should be done pre-six because if I work with somebody before their personality is fully formed, I can knock a lot of those negative kinks out. Like I always mm. think about people being like two sides of a coin, the positive and the negative. Mm. And depending on the environment you put someone in, depends whether you see more of the positive aspects or the negative aspects and control in particular either control of yourself in terms of OCD behavior or control in terms of control of other people in terms of manipulation those are two very very destructive qualities to have within a household and to have within a person and the younger you work with somebody and the quicker you sort that out the less problems you're going to have and so a lot of people who would go down the route of getting a lot of labels such as Asperger's syndrome. If you work with people pre six, you don't have to see any of those traits, okay. which um, I find really fascinating, but I'm also a little bit distraught about the fact that we're, we're not looking at people in the right way. We're, we're too obsessed with the labels and we're too obsessed with them too late. And when you say we're too obsessed, what do you mean? Well, obviously, I know what too obsessed mean, but yeah. but how is that impacting people? Um, I, I just feel that I end up having this debate recently with um, with one of my students. Mm. Um, I, I love the people I meet who can debate things with me, and they asked me what was the difference because they know that I hate labels, and I said, what was the difference between giving someone a label like um, Asperger's? and giving somebody a personality type? And for me, a personality type doesn't have limitations. Okay. An Asperger's label does. Yeah. It has it has a certain conformed, expected mm. um, set of criteria. There's certain things it's assumed that you will never do. And I can help people to do all of those things. But it will be much nicer to... And it is much nicer when I work with people and I get to rewrite the wiring before it kicks in. It's so much easier to work with someone when they're 6 than when they're 10 or when they're 15. Because um, there's, there's just layers and layers of trauma and difficulty and um, just negativity that's just set in. And I suppose that's where problems would begin if there are, not that there are problems per se, but that the, the personality uh, traits would be forming and you might be able to spot it then. All, all parents all parents say to me that I always knew there was something different about my child. I could mm. never find a baby book that described my child. I just couldn't find the right book. Mm. Um, I knew I wasn't getting something right. I wish someone had told me this sooner. Um, everybody that I, I profile that's later, and um, one of the, the phrases that comes up over and over is, you've given me permission to be myself. Mm. I think it's an awful shame we can't give people permission to be themselves from mm. like 18 months. Mm. rather than me sort of rocking up when and especially parents being empowered to know how to um direct a child or how to create strategies that will help with the development of, of a child based on their personality yeah which is something that you can't tell yourself yeah no and and but the the side of this um someone described it i'm calling the 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 
the Frodo effect. They described my work as being like, you know, Frodo with the ring. And that is a bit how I feel at the moment. And they listen to this podcast, so I should give them a laugh. But um, the other side to this is that someone sent me um, a podcast from that was uh, on the BBC last week. And it was about a new school that's set up in San Francisco. Mm. And it's this idea of, of profiling and creating algorithms for learning. Mm. And I suppose there's two things I'm always interested in people, their personality and the overlap on how they process information. Those mm. are the two things mm. I always look at. And the negative side of this for me and the dangerous side is that it will be like it is for companies and for employees. And a lot of adult clients that I work with have all been profiled, quite often not accurately, within the workplace. Mm. But it hasn't been about giving them coping strategies or about really helping them to develop as people. It certainly hasn't been about improving their relationships or their home life or their balance or their work-life balance or their happiness or any of those things. And so this school in the States is all about accelerated learning. And I don't want this to be used for accelerated learning. I want it to be used for people being happy and fulfilled. Would most people not be... uh, or most parents not be, I suppose, clued in enough to know the difference between the two of those? No, I don't, I, I don't really feel they are. I feel, mm. I, and I feel particularly in Ireland, we're being very driven quite a lot of the time by the UK. And actually, we're going to talk about this a bit in, in an episode further down about culture mm. in Ireland. Mm. Um, and it's, we are really being driven by the UK in terms of testing and, and stat testing and everything else that's going on and trying to constantly benchmark people. And just the need for for people to reach certain milestones all the mm. time. We're completely obsessed by that. And we're obsessed by most people who take me on to work with their kids. Mm. It's about them improving in school and they're struggling in school. Mm. They're quite find it quite funny to then turn around and say, oh, well, their confidence is really improved and their social skills are improved and they're much happier and they're sleeping and we're having a much better time as a family. And um, they're getting on much better with their siblings and there's a lot of empathy there that hasn't been there before and all of these things. But that isn't what they've come quite often to work on with me. Mm-hmm. They've, they've come about their school grades. Okay, okay. And do you, do you think, like, does somebody have to have... Um, a, an issue or a problem at home to come to you with their ch- could someone for example that uh, you know doesn't have any problems at home but they want to figure out their child and I, I would, I would love that I, I would love that collection I would yeah. love that scenario and that shift in mindset I'd love to be working with those people yeah. I, I dislike the fact that everybody that comes to me has a problem Yeah, I, yeah. I would really love it if where people were coming to me because they had a different mindset and they, they just wanted people to know who they are. Yeah. I just I, I think that's the most brilliant thing is that sense of yourself and yeah. understanding who you are and just how much further that can take you in life and just the strength. Like I can see it in people that I meet that do have that core and that strength and that value inside in them. And it's just, it's, um, it's priceless. It really is. Mm. There's nothing that you can't do in life if you have that. So basically anyone can contact you for um, personality testing, so to speak, with their children. So say if I had uh, a pre-six-year-old, I could call you and just say, look, I just want to be able to figure this child out because I I can't, I don't know what path to set this child on that, that, that will make them happy. Totally. And, and, and I would love it if people came to the Confidence Club. 
mm-hmm. and, and filled out the form for that purpose. And mm-hmm. a big, big part of what I do with parents, besides the kids being given a sense of permission to be okay with themselves, there's a sense of parents feeling it's okay to understand their own gut. Mm. and to understand that they're actually right and that they were right to think about that person going to boarding school but mm. not but right to think about that person not going to boarding school yeah. or yeah. whatever scenario it is that, that's happening in the household that I'm quite fit with football I don't mm. think I should be pushing football mm. you know, mm. it, there's a sense of trusting your gut mm-hmm. it seems like a very empowering exercise hugely for both for both child and, and parents yeah I, 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 think, I think everybody ends up with a better relationship just has to add. And where would you like to see it going? I mean, you're, you're talking about parents coming to you with small children. Um, where would you like to see that going? How would you like to see that? I, I'd like to see us that we stop just labelling people, blanket labelling people, and we've got ourselves into a vortex now where we're bullying people basically into having an assessment and having a label because there's a difficulty, because we're not facilitating learning for everybody in the classroom. That's ultimately what it boils back to. But also because people don't understand who they are or they're not brave enough to be kind of true to themselves and not sort of saying, well, no, actually, it doesn't really suit me to work this way. I know it suits my child to work better this way. You know. Yeah. So quite often yeah. people know these things, but they're, they're not pushing it forward yeah. and they're not sort of... They're not challenging the status quo. They're sort of going down this rabbit warren of, mm. um, I, I have to be tested, I have to be labelled, and that will give me resource time. And unfortunately, for better or worse, everybody that's coming to me has had resource time and it hasn't worked. They still can't read and write. Mm. So we're still not getting it right. So mm. all we have done is push someone into having a label and push them down this, this, this journey where they feel that they're leaving class and they stand out for the wrong reasons and with me for me the label comes with the lack of expectation and that they will never do well academically and you know I just I, I hear these stories over and over and anybody who is working in the area of special education will say exactly the same things mm. we will sit in coffee shops and have exactly the same conversations and feel dejected about the whole whole setup and the whole scenario and that's starting to happen more and more now it's starting to happen younger and younger and it's, it's pushing people to go to certain schools with certain um, centres and resources and um, where they leave all their friends behind, but yet at the same time, they still never seem to achieve academically. So mm. they seem to have left their life behind to go to a certain school with a certain resource centre, but yet they don't really seem to, to get that much out of it in other ways. So the, the, whole, the whole setup is just wrong for me. Okay. So people can contact you through your website anyway. Yeah. And... Um... Yeah, it's a great it's a great resource. It's a great uh, tool. It would people. just it would just be nice to shift the mindset for yeah. me to work with people who don't feel that there's necessarily a problem. Yeah, and I think most parents, um, I, I certainly think most parents listening to this would want that tool. I'd have wanted that when my son was younger, uh, because I feel it would have empowered me and um, educated me in terms of um, understanding him and being able to um, direct him. Or channel him down down routes that uh, would have made him happy because this is about contentment and happiness mm. rather than when, when we're talking about the um, the the school in Sa- uh, San Francisco that seems more more um, lined towards business and productivity and yeah it's, uh, and it's it's about it's about the people who f- who feel that their child really doesn't fit in and who goes into this sort of gifted bracket and 
them feeling that their learning can be accelerated because they can't fit into class. Where I, I just feel that it's a shame mm. that everybody that's talented doesn't seem to have a voice within mm. the system. Okay, thanks very much, uh, that, uh, Nisha O'Reilly, and um, we'll talk to you again. Thank you.